Happy Easter, everyone. Jesus Christ is risen. Hallelujah. Jesus entered into a grave. He entered into a place of darkness, of death, a place of destruction. And the glory of his light and his power triumphed in that place of darkness. And Jesus wants every one of us to know today that in our own areas of darkness, those places in our lives that are like a tomb, places of death and destruction, Jesus and his grace can be victorious. Amen? Amen. Jesus has power over addiction. Jesus has victory over the dysfunction in our families. Jesus has victory over the corruption in governments and in society. Jesus has victory over our past and anything that we have behind us. Now, some of us may be at a place in life where it's easy to believe this. And praise God for that. If that's you today, then this is a moment to simply revel in the glory of God and find strength in his victory. But some of us may be in a place in our life where it's hard to believe this. It's hard to believe in the victory of Jesus when a loved one is diagnosed with cancer. It's hard to believe in the victory of Jesus when you realize your marriage is falling apart. It's hard to believe in the victory of Jesus when your life has been wrecked with depression and uncertainty for the last year. So if that's you today, remember that not every moment in the life of Jesus was a resurrection moment, but first came Good Friday. First came that awful moment when all of Jesus' closest friends and followers completely abandoned him, and he had to face the cross alone. In the Good Fridays of our own life, in those moments of tremendous sorrow and difficulty, Jesus is inviting us to persevere in trust in him that one day God will triumph. He will bring victory in that place of darkness. Amen? Amen. And if you read through scripture, raise your hand if you're doing the Bible in the Year podcast with Father Mike. Awesome. I hope everyone does it. It's a wonderful way to learn more of Scripture. If you read through the whole Bible, you begin to see this overarching theme that develops. And the theme is that if we are faithful to God, He will be faithful to us. It may not always be pretty. It may not be neat and tidy. There will be times of difficulty, times of persecution, times of trial and confusion. There may be times when we have to fight for our faith. But if we persevere, God will be faithful. He will be victorious. In the Good Fridays of life, the big temptation is to give up on God, to abandon hope in the resurrection. But we see in the life of Judas what happens when we give up on God. When we give up in the hope of the victory of Christ Jesus, this very quickly leads to despair. 
and despair leads to destruction. And what we see in the lives of the other apostles is that we don't even necessarily have to be perfect in this faithfulness to God. All of the apostles abandoned Jesus, including Peter, the one who was just called the rock of the church. But somehow, even after that betrayal, they still had a faint glimmer of faith in their hearts so that when Jesus appeared to them on Easter Sunday morning, they believed. They still held out hope until that moment. Last night at the Easter Vigil, we had about 15 people profess faith in Jesus Christ and receive the sacraments of initiation, baptism, confirmation, and first communion. People from our community, some of them are here today at Mass again because they just couldn't get enough last night. They made a very concrete step a very concrete act of surrender to Jesus, to be faithful to him, to receive all the graces he longs to give to us. And today, in a few moments, we will all be given the opportunity, <clears throat> the opportunity to renew once again our own baptismal promises. Maybe you made those promises many years ago. Maybe your parents made them on your behalf because you were just a little baby. Every year, the church gives us this beautiful opportunity on this, this core central feast in our faith to renew our dedication to Jesus. And you all should have candles in your pews. We're going to light those candles just like a candle was lit on the day of your baptism. That's meant to be a symbol of the light of faith. And it calls to mind the parable that Jesus told us of the wise virgins who were out at the road with their lamps burning brightly, waiting for the bridegroom to come. And after this renewal of baptismal promises, I'll go throughout the whole church and sprinkle everyone with holy water, holy water from our font that was just blessed last night during the Easter vigil to remind us of the grace of baptism. So when we renew our baptismal promises, let's mean it with every fiber of our being. Because this is not just some old-fashioned, empty practice that Catholics like because we like old-fashioned liturgical things. This renewal of the profession of our faith will determine our eternal destiny. Jesus is very clear throughout the Gospels that faith is necessary for salvation. That apart from him, we have no access to the Father, no access to heaven. The invitation is wide open for all who will receive him, but it requires a response. So let this be not just some empty ritual, but a renewal of a deep commitment to Jesus, our Lord and our Savior. And may we all be faithful with our lamps burning brightly so that one day when the Lord calls us home, we may be ready to be welcomed into eternal life. When Jesus died on Good Friday, we believe that he descended into the realm of the dead. Up until that moment, anyone who died was still not able to get into heaven. 
It took the death of Jesus to open the gates for all of us. And so all of the people, all of the thousands, millions of people who had died before Jesus were waiting. And the first person Jesus went to was Adam, our first parent, our first father. Just as Adam was created in this place of unity with God, a place of peace and tranquility. Jesus is the new Adam, he who is created as the Son of God himself in perfect union with the Father. But where Adam turned away from God and brought sin and death into the world, Jesus surrendered to God and brought life and salvation into the world. Jesus, the new Adam, met the first Adam and brought him into eternal life. One of my favorite readings from the Office of Readings in the Breviary is from yesterday morning on Holy Saturday. It's from an ancient preacher. We don't even know who it was, but it speaks about this moment of encounter between Jesus and Adam. So as I read to you from that, from that reading, hear these words as if God is speaking to you because God is speaking to each one of us. Every one of us is born into sin. Every one of us is in need of salvation. And Jesus died for each person in this room, in this church, each person on our planet. And he rose from the dead so that we all could have faith and hope in his victory. And so I quote, I am your God, who for your sake have become your son. Out of love for you and for your descendants, I now by my own authority command all who are held in bondage to come forth, all who are in darkness to be enlightened, all who are sleeping to arise. I did not create you to be held a prisoner in hell. Rise from the dead, for I am the life of the dead. Rise up, work of my hands, you who were created in my image. Rise, let us leave this place. For you are in me, and I am in you. Together we form only one person, and we cannot be separated. The enemy led you out of the earthly paradise. I will not restore you to that paradise, but I will enthrone you in heaven. I forbade you the tree that was only a symbol of life, but see, I who am life itself am now one with you. I appointed cherubim to guard you as slaves are guarded, but now I make them worship you as God. The throne formed by cherubim awaits you, its bearers swift and eager. The bridal chamber is adorned. The banquet is ready. The eternal dwelling places are prepared. The treasure houses of all good things lie open. The kingdom of heaven has been prepared for you from all eternity. Amen. Amen.